Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why has it been the dog days of the season recently? Who are the biggest fantasy sleepers this year? How excited should we be for the Nuggets? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the Eball Breakdown Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Dave Dufour. Uh, we've been struggling mightily to um, just to like get it done to get something on on film. What are we calling this on uh, digital? Whatever we're calling. Yeah, this. put it to put something on wax. We we've been just struggling through the dog. This this is the dog days of summer for the NBA folks right now. Like I know it's September and nearly fall, but yeah, this is the dog days. And I've never had problems in this time of year. It feels like. I'm usually pretty busy. I'm doing some uh, retro breakdowns or whatever, and it's just like I'm staring at my screen uh, with like a, you know a dead brain. I don't know. It's troubling. You know, I wonder if that has anything to do with how crazy this summer was. I mean, if you think back to to just when the finals ended, right? Like it's just been nonstop ever since uh, up until basically the Kyrie trade, and even that. Look at how long that took to to finish. You know, like we waited on the the prognosis on Isaiah's hip, and you know they had to throw in the extra second rounder, and there was all this drama around it. And now it just feels like, oh, nothing's happening. Oh, I guess it's uh, team preview time, or or like I'm doing, it's uh, division preview time. And while while my guests have been great, um, I'm not. I, I gotta. I gotta admit, I'm not 100 in on it. Right. Um, well, well. Hey, yeah. listen. That, that's not much of a shout out for your podcast, which I will give you right now because uh, you are doing the the previews. We, I, I just felt like everyone's doing them, and it, I just nothing I could add seemed to elevate the discussion any more than what's already going on out there on, on yours and everywhere else's. So, um, so everyone, check out uh, Dave's podcast um, for. For the team previews because they're very they're and they're very good. good yeah they are good and, and you know um i think the only one that's out right now is the atlantic division uh with jared weiss and i mean it was good it like we we talked about a lot of stuff and it was fun but at the same time again it, it's one of those things where even though my heart's not in it i'm still showing up um right you know i would much rather be talking about actual basketball so i'm really excited you know we got a month to go yeah, I, I was nice that Jerry could take some time out of his busy day. I think he's like, is he laundering money for the Colombians? Yeah, he's doing something like that. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. He, he was strange. actually on location in Springfield, Massachusetts when oh. we were uh, talking. So, okay, yeah, well, that's good. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. All right. Well, anyhow, um, and just just uh, speaking, which you know, coming up on our website this year, we're going to uh, spotlight a couple of teams, and for a very low fee of like a couple dollars a month, you can get a lot of exclusive um, written articles uh, on your on the teams that we're going to do. We're going to pick like three or four and do it that way. So stay tuned for that because I think it'll be a great way to get something delivered right to your inbox. Um, really fantastic writing. That only you can re, uh, read if you're part of our uh, exclusive club, and uh, it'll be worth your while. Plus, we'll probably do a podcast or two in there. And well, you know, the other thing is, it, it is a very low fee. You and I, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. And 
in this sort of uh, economic climate where we're watching people that we that we love to read getting laid off, people that we love on TV getting laid off, this is a great way to show your support for the content that you consume. It's dirt cheap and and it's even easier than doing a, a Patreon or something like that. Absolutely, yeah, and that'll help us and help our website because everyone I think loves the writing there, and it's just a question of how can we continue to make this work because uh, you know. Banner ads uh, are are uh, so 2001, and uh, we're we're on the new. Wait, you're not you're not running a GeoCities website anymore? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I you know my um, my CompuServe uh, account ran out unfortunately, so. Um, Okay, let's get into it because we're going to do a really fun thing today. We're going to do um, some fantasy sleepers. These are the players that we feel are going to get legitimate shots um, on the court with extra minutes this year and will produce more than uh, you would have expected them to do. And we, I love doing this kind of stuff because all the fantasy DFS people are going to get in there or even if you're doing you know, uh, legacy fantasy. Is that what it's called, legacy? No, what's the uh, season-long fantasy they call it now? Whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> They, uh, if you're doing that kind of thing too, then you're going to really be able to get some value here. So why not? We're going to kick it off with I'll do my first pick. So Dave and I put uh, that we put our heads together and we all have our own picks that we're going to bring to the table. So I'm going to start off today with um, the first one, which is Rodney Hood, Mama of the Utah Jazz. And I think that, I think right off the bat you got to realize that um, uh, Gordon Hayward is gone. Someone's getting those minutes. Someone's getting those shots. I think it's going to be Rodney Hood. I agree with you. I mean, I, I've said on this podcast and, you know, this might have been a bit of an over exaggeration of my point, but I said he, he's got a shot at 25 points a game. I think realistically 20 points a game is is in the picture. I, I think there's he will he will get the ball a lot in his hands. He's one of the few wings. I think he might be the only wing they have that can create his own shot and score. He shoots well from three. Um, I, I think that his off the dribble game has probably improved quite a bit. Uh, since the beginning of last season. And again, he's going to get more of a shot in that Gordon Hayward sort of role. Uh, I think, um, you know, he's going to be overlooked quite a bit by a lot of people, especially in the West, because the West is so stacked with talent. And I think he's he's almost a forgotten man because of Hayward. And I think this year he's really going to stand out. So I totally agree with you on, on Rodney Hood. Yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. I, I think that, you know, he's he's a very solid three-point shooter quietly. Like, I don't know if everyone really notices that, but he shot 37.1% last year on pretty high volume. And I would imagine that's going to go up at least a little bit to six threes a game, and, you know, that will give him a boost in the uh, in the scoring department. You know, the one place where he struggles a little bit to contribute, I think, is rebounds for his size. I feel like he, he could get – he should be getting in that, like, five or five-and-a-half rebounds per game, and he, and he hasn't been there uh, his career yet. So that's one thing to look at. But there's no question that he's going to be a guy I think that's going to lead them um, and is going to have to lead them if they have any hope of maintaining where they left off last year short of going down uh, in the standings. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think we're going to see plenty of him running the pick and roll with Rudy Gobert. So he's going to get a shot for some assists there. And, um, you know, I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how Donovan Mitchell plays off ball when Rodney Hood has the ball, you know, with another guy out there that can actually shoot it, nice slasher and things like that. Um, yeah, I think I think Hood's going to have a huge season. 
I, I agree. I think he'll follow that trajectory that we saw uh, Harrison Barnes follow, where he made the jump to about 20 points a game last year. Um, it's not easy to get beyond that, like when you're not used to being that guy and all of a sudden. So, it's yeah, I would think it's rare for him to jump any more than 20 points. But uh, we'll see. You know, he's, he's certainly not a, a newbie. He's been out there for three seasons so far. So, uh, I'm looking really forward to it. I, the Harrison uh, – sorry, the Rodney Hood mama uh, meme is going to be breaking out uh, all the time when I'm watching the Jazz games, I hope so. We will see how that works. So that is my first pick for the fantasy sleeper. Uh, Dave, who do you have for number two? So, you know, now that I've thought about this a little bit, it might not even be a sleeper, but I, I think this guy is going to have a huge season. Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be uh, pretty damn good in Brooklyn. Uh, first of all, he's going to have a coaching staff that, that is well-suited to maximize his skills. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's going to have a green light. We know that he's going to shoot a lot, and he's going to shoot a lot of threes. So should see an uptick in his efficiency. And he's been good already in his career. You know, there's this thing where I think because of some of the off-the-court stuff with him, you know, the Snapchatting, the thing with Nick Young, like he's been a little bit maligned. But his on-the-court stuff is pretty good. I mean, yes, his defense isn't great, but we're talking fantasy here. Um, offense is really all that matters, and, and unless you're a center. And so, uh, yeah, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be great. I, I see him in that 20 points per game range because of use. I, his usage is going to be pretty high. He's going to get a lot of opportunities off the ball as well with Jeremy Lin and and Karis LeVert out there. So yeah, uh, am I am I nuts on this one or do you see it? No, I, I really love it because I mean I think the whole Nets team. You know we talked about this before as far as the over under. I'm sorry, I talked about it with with uh, with James was, you know, what their over-under could be for wins. And I think that they're going to make a pretty big jump. I, I, you know, I was watching Mozgov uh, in the, um, today in the Eurobasket, and he just – I don't know what happened to the dude. He's not the same player he was in the finals with Cleveland. Um, and I just – I had thought, you know, maybe he could get back to that form. And he's, I don't think – I just don't see it anymore. I don't know why. But um, at the very least, when you have um, Jeremy Lin, D'Angelo Russell, and then Alan Crabb, and then also you're going to have um, – uh, Damari Carroll, like they should make a jump and the, the play itself should all improve. And the question now is, you know, Russell was a bit uh, of a um, immature player, I think we call him. On the court, too, he would sort of make rash decisions and just sort of like, you know, didn't didn't sort of value the possession as much as he could have. So if he's going to make that jump, which I suspect he would because he's now coming into that thing where he's going to look. He also looked too young to me. You know, I had that rule. you got to look like you're 21 before I take you seriously. And, you know, <laughs> that's like guys like uh, Austin Rivers is maybe about 20 and a half now. He looks about, you know, maybe he can grow something on his face. But D'Angelo was a little bit in that realm, too. And I suspect when he comes back, we'll have to take a look at his face and see if he's looking old enough for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it at the very least. I don't think it's a crazy pick at all. And I think – so what do you think the numbers are going to be for him? I, I, would, I would say right in that 19, 20 points per game, I'd bet, hmm. you know, five assists and, and maybe four or five rebounds. I, I really wow. think he's going to have a good season. I think, I think people are going to say, wow, uh, the, the Lakers really screwed the pooch by huh. booting D'Angelo Russell. If he, well, if, I tell you, if he gets 19-5-5, and five, that'll be a really great year for him, I think. Uh, and if they win, you know, 30 games, uh, they're on their way. That would be exciting for uh, – Well, the games. opportunity is going to be there. That's the big thing for him. Yes. I think he, the talent is there. Um, it's the opportunity, right? Yes. Well, speaking of opportunity, uh, I was also, again, watching um, a whole bunch of um, Latvia's games. 
and I'm identifying uh, one, of your, one of your pet favorites and mine as well is uh, Davis Bertans, uh, who plays for the Spurs and was was competing right now out there for Latvia and looks just looks really really good. He's a, he's a sneaky good athlete, beautiful shot. He hops into a lot of his shots. It's just beautiful. Um, I, I really think that he's going to get a lot of extra minutes, and that's going to translate into you know just some some good good fantasy numbers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love Davis Bertans. I mean. You know, I, I I might be maybe I'm his biggest fan uh, oh. in the NBA. I, I I really thought that he should have gotten a lot more minutes. Now the Rudy Gay signing will will keep him out of the starting lineup for the most part as as long as Rudy's healthy. But I think he'll probably get 15 starts, right? Just because Pop does that, right. I, I think he might get like 15 starts next to um, Aldridge or next to Powell. And his game just opens up so much for the Spurs that I think he's going to be he's going to force himself on the court. He's a good pick and pop partner for Kawhi or for Patty Mills. Uh, he really spreads the floor, and like you said, he's a good athlete. Not even sneaky good. He's a good athlete. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever on on League Pass ever watch the warmups or on ESPN. If you ever get a chance to watch the warmups, you watch him in the warmup lines and some of the dunks that he's pulling out. I mean, the guy's like six ten. You know, and, and it's it's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Bertans. I really think as far as, you know, now whether his bulk production is high, I, I don't know. But as far as a guy like to fill out your bench later around, something like that, I think that's a that's a good guy to go get. He's definitely going to help your three point percentages and uh, and three point makes. Yeah. I mean, looking at his per 36, he shot 40 percent from three. And his per 36 attempts would be 7.7. I mean, he when he's out there, he is getting threes off, uh, and he's hitting them. So that I mean, obviously it's his primary mode of attack. But no, there's no question with a little bit more, um, a few more minutes, and then a little bit more comfortable, uh, feeling more comfortable out there. I think he'll get some more shot fakes and drives, and he can finish. So yeah, I mean, we should see him get to. I don't know. I would think he'd get to 14, 15 points a game, uh, nail several threes a game. Um, I would think he'd get a few more boards, but he's not the biggest rebounder of them all, but, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, so I think he's going to be very valuable for them uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, I expect his minutes to go up quite a bit. He could be the nominal sixth man this year for that team because uh, Patty Mills is going to start the year as the starter. Uh, Manu is, you know, now 40, uh, you know, a little bit older. And uh, when you look at that bench, it's like, you know, there's no more Jonathan Simmons. There's no more uh, Deadman there, you know, so he may nominally be the the guy who's coming in and getting a lot of those backup for some spot backup three, maybe even some backup five minutes. Uh, so, I mean, 18 to 20 minutes a game to me is nothing crazy. And and with as, as many shots as he's going to take. Yeah, he's definitely got got some high output possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. And by the way, you know, he's a second-year player, but he's 24 right now. So he's not – he is a seasoned veteran who's played in a lot of Euro games as well. So he's, he's ready. But does he pass the grown man face test? That's what I want to know because now I'm very curious about this Like, because he's kind of got a baby face. Yeah, I know. he passes it for me. He, he passes the 21-year-old look, I think, for me. I'd sell him beer uh, if I was running a liquor store. So – uh, and speaking of running liquor stores, fantasy football is back. And we're talking all about fantasy. Um, we might as well get into a little fantasy football because guess what? FanDuel is knee-deep in their season. We just started uh, with the NFL. I, I don't want to hurt you too much, Dave. I'm sorry uh, for making you laugh too hard. But uh, the greatest transition in history. That was the best. Yes, football season is back. Yes. And there are new contests starting every week. 
no busted seasons. And there's something for everyone, lots of contests to choose from. So, uh, you know, playing fantasy football, I got to tell you, it does make it more exciting. You're, you know, you're paying a little bit more attention to those games, even if they're out of the, the, the scores out of, uh, out of whack. You can still, you know, earn some points there and win some money. So FanDuel is doing it. And you can use my code, Coach Nick. But you can also go to FanDuel.com slash Coach Nick and make it even easier on you to sign up. And you get a free contest uh, by going and using that code or using my link. So head over to FanDuel.com slash Coach Nick. And, um, you know, I will permit you to watch some NFL games. I will, I will put my moral uh, opposition aside for a few weeks. <laughs> and um, and say please go over there and then and play, play you know listen if you're going to watch it you might as well win some money right that's right that's how I feel about everything what a country that's right <laughs> yeah um, America right there with you yeah absolutely yes. all right so that's what we're talking about so head over to FanDuel don't forget and Coach Nick is the code and to play and win and uh, and then you know let me know if you won and then we can charge uh, you something appropriately to for our share now. Let's get back to uh, basketball fantasy or fantasy basketball, if you fantasy will. Fantasy basketball. Yes. Basketball uh, fantasies is sort of like, uh, you know, people thinking that Ricky Rubio is magically going to be able to shoot threes this year. That's right, it. Right. Oh, yeah. I thought I, I was picturing like, you know, them showering after the game or something. But that's also that's another fantasy. Never mind. Our brain just goes to different places. Yes, than, it does. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So let's see here. I think it's your turn to bring up somebody to the table. Yeah, so I think that Gary Harris is going to have a huge season. Um, he's He should already be in your conversation for your top eight shooting guard in the league. I think by the end of this year, we might be talking about him as potential top five, definitely top six, you know, in that, in that range. Um, he's a good shooter. He's a good defender. He's a good cutter. Actually, he's probably a great cutter. I mean, if we're, yeah. we're going to differentiate there. Um, things are going to get easier for him. With Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic. Full season of Jokic as a starter. Paul Millsap uh, out there slinging passes all over the place, drawing defense. I think Gary Harris is going to have a great year. It's also a contract year. You know, he's going to be a restricted free agent next summer, although maybe he re ups, uh, you know, ahead of the season. But uh, yeah, I think Gary Harris is going to have a great year. I I could see like somewhere in the 16 to 18 points a game for him just because of how easy they're going to get buckets. We know that offense is going to be good. They were the the top offense in the league after Jokic became the starter and they added Paul Millsap into their weak spot, which is the four. And so, you know, I I think that, uh, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be pretty potent and Gary Harris is going to benefit quite a bit from that. I agree. And, you know, a couple different things. First of all, it's another one of these Michigan State products. Tom Izzo can produce these guys, and they're tough, and they know how to play. Um, and did he play? He played multiple years in Michigan State, he played, right? Did he play four years at Michigan State? I got to look. I don't know. But, yeah, it's probably. Let's see. They have a college here. here. Two years. And so, Two years. Um, but I got to tell you, he is just indi- uh, the, the poster child for, like, Den- the, Denver, the Denver Nuggets are going to ruin a lot of other fans' seasons. I think that people have a certain idea of what's going to happen in the West, and I think that the Nuggets are going to destroy all these expectations. I'm not exactly sure how high they're going to get, but I feel like they're being slept on at like that, like your arm, like when your arm gets so uh, you can't even feel it, like a phantom. I'm telling you, that's how slept on they are. They're, they're that left arm that you wake up in the middle of the night and don't know where it is. Um, and, and Gary Harris is at the top of the list for that because you're right. Uh, with the way he's got that mind meld with Jokic 
And uh, now Millsap takes off some of that pressure. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And you know what? Maybe Gary Harris gets a Gary Harris mama meme as well on Twitter. <laughs> let, me, let me give you some numbers. Now, he only played 57 games last year. He had some injuries. Um, but he did play 76 the, the year before. So, you know, I don't, I don't know that this is a, you know, chronic thing. Um, 14.9 points per game. 42% from three on four and a half attempts per game. So the guy, like, he did it last year. Yeah, I think he's going to improve this year. And and whether it's just maybe we see an uptick in his free throw rate. Maybe we see, you know, he only he only had 2.3 rebounds a game, uh, only 2.9 assists. 1.2 steals, though, so that's decent. But I, um, I think so, the assists are not bad. Three assists a game from that position is, uh, is promising. It's pretty good, but I think he's going to have more opportunities. Yeah. And so, you know, like going from 14.9 to 18 just doesn't seem like much, but it's a huge jump in the NBA. I mean, that's that's massive. That's like a 20 percent increase. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be good. And I think by the end of the season, a lot of people are going to be riding the Gary Harris train. Yeah. And, and then the Nuggets train will be attached to that uh, as well. Get on Not board. They never defend, though. I mean, I, I still think like defense is important. Ah, defense, defense. Which, let's go to our next player uh, I'm bringing to the table, is Ben McLemore, a guy who I've been waiting to kind of break out. And then I kind of forgot, as I was going through his stats, his career stats, he actually had a pretty decent year uh, going back uh, a couple of years. In the um, 2014-15 season, he averaged 12 points a game, played all 82, started all 82, and uh, shot okay from three, uh, and just sort of was out there. That was the key for him. I felt like he's been losing minutes. He's been going to a shell. Uh, I know that Boogie was really rough on him, and now that he's gone, and now both of them are different situations, uh, I think that we have a chance to see uh, Ben McLemore get some serious minutes in Memphis. Um, you know, there's not a lot of guards there for him to be behind, and so I would think that he, he could get that jump. He could get to 15 points a game. I agree. Look, the last time he had a chance, which was the 2014-2015 uh, season, he was playing 32 minutes a game, scored 12 points a game. He, he took 4.83s a game and shot about 36%. Um, he's at 35% for his career. I, I think that he's going to have more space to operate in, in Memphis because they're launching more threes. I agree with you. I think that the minutes are going to be there just because they, they lack the wing depth. And he's going to get the opportunities because they, everyone has a green light. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I love yeah. that pick. And remember, if you're talking about DFS, the key here is those sleepers, those cheap players that you got to need, you know, I, I need four threes out of him tonight and maybe a couple assists and a steal. Like, that's what you need from those kind of guys. And that's why when you point this stuff out, it's like, you know, here's a guy who's going to is going to be in that list. I think is going to people are going to be sleeping on him until uh, until the first month of the season when they realize it. So. We'll have to see. I think he's a beautiful stroke. I really do think that uh, if he can just get into a better situation in his head uh, with the confidence and, and get consistent minutes, I really feel like he can get up to 40% threes. Uh, you know, he was at 38 last year, and then that would be just a, a springboard for him. Yeah, this is the point where we talk about that Memphis culture. Yeah. And, and I think Fisdale is actually a really good coach. And um, I really think that if anyone is going to maximize a player like Macklemore, it's going to be – Fisdale. Absolutely. Analyze that. No, <laughs> that's wrong. Take that for data. Take that for data. Right. Oh, well, see, that, that's how my mind works. Um, all right. Our next player is your player. Who are you picking now? Uh, all right. As if we this didn't speak another, about this beforehand. Another one of my Spurs guys from last year, but uh, new home for him in Atlanta, Dwayne Dedman. I think he's going to be the starting center, and I think he's going to actually play. Um, last year, he did play 76 games, but he only started half of those, 37. 
Um, he averaged 17 minutes a game last year. He put up five points, uh, almost a block, half a steal, six and a half rebounds, which doesn't seem like much. But I think on a team as bad as Atlanta is going to be, he's going to be a good pick and roll partner for, for Schroeder. Uh, one of the few that he's got there. And I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. I think he's probably going to play in that 25 to 28 minutes a night range. You know, uh, going to a similar offensive system as what he played in last year. He's he's decent at facilitating from the elbows. Um, you and I both really liked his athleticism on the offensive end, especially. Uh, and his ability on defense to jump out on a pick and roll, which doesn't matter as much for fantasy. But for keeping him on the court, that's important. Like, he can actually defend. Uh, I would expect these block shots to go up quite a bit because I think he'll probably be going for them a little bit more. San Antonio doesn't really, you know, their system on defense doesn't really allow that a whole lot, except for for Pau Gasol because he's dropping back so much. Um, but I think Deadman has the ability to be, <laughs> I think he has the ability to be a two-block-a-game guy just because he's so athletic. Yes, that's a very nice uh, description of Paul Gasol's defense. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think. I mean, that said, you know, the, the systems are probably not that different at all with Budenholzer as they were in San Antonio. The only fear you have is if, if, if the off-court stuff, and we don't really know the details, we're like holding him back and explained a lot of why we were pulling our hair out all year long, why is he not playing more, you have to wonder, okay, well, that means that Budenholzer is going to call Pop and say, hey, what's going on? And, like, he might come in with a non-clean slate, if you will. Uh, but that said, Budenholzer might be the guy who'd be like, you know what, F it, we're gonna, we are going to start clean, and I don't care what happened in San Antonio, and you're going to get all those minutes we talked about until you don't. And maybe Deadman's like, you know what, I'm not going to F this up again after what I had in San Antonio, and, uh, and, and he'll, he'll live up to his part of the bargain. So, yes, I can see that. And, again, his numbers what? I mean, there's a ceiling to his numbers, but at the center position, you know, 14 points is pretty damn good, I think. Yeah, I mean, if he hits 14 points a game – that's that'd be huge. Um, I would guess he's probably going to be eleven to twelve. Okay. Um, if if I had to guess, um, but I would I could see the rebounds. I could see him averaging a double double. Yeah. And and maybe close to two blocks a game. I, I think that that's within the realm of possibility. He's a good player. He's an athletic player. Now let's see if he can actually stay on the court. For you know, like whatever the we don't know, and we've been speculating on this. I mean, this as as all the listeners know, Dwayne Dedman came up a lot last year. <laughs> And uh, we were trying to figure out what the deal was, and we heard some stories this summer. So we don't know what the deal was. Um, but the hope is that whatever it is, he, he's resolved it, and, and he can get out there and actually play. Absolutely. Well, our last player, we have a bonus player here I'm going to throw in there at the end, uh, is a guy who he, I'm not so sure he quite passes my over-21 facial look yet. Um, he's not over-21. And he's not over 21, so that, that, there you go. He's only 19. And um, he, he went through a very trying year last year. And this, we, we might as well name, the, name him Brandon Ingram of the Lakers. Um, however, I do think that with a guy like Lonzo Ball out there and uh, just another a new era, it feels like there's a new stuff happening, better teammates around. I just feel like uh, he's got a chance to make a little bit of a jump as well. Um, he certainly couldn't go get worse uh, than he did. He didn't play great. He didn't produce that well, and from shooting wise, particularly. So I feel like he's going to have a chance to get into that. You know, I don't know. He might be able to score 18 points a game. Yeah, you know what? I don't think that's crazy. Um, he's definitely going to get more minutes. 
Hopefully, you see some time at the four. Lonzo is, you know, we we assume is going to help open the floor up. Brooke Lopez is also, I, I think Brooke Lopez may even be more responsible for opening the floor up for this team. They're going to have a, a real stretch five who can actually shoot threes and who who's a real offensive player. I mean, Brooke Lopez is good. And I, that's another guy that maybe we should have talked about a little bit as a sleeper because I think people are kind of overlooking him. Uh, in general, but mm-hmm. and he may be a forgotten man on the fantasy rosters. But yeah, Brandon Ingram, if he's gonna have a good second year, like this is the almost ideal circumstance for him outside of playing next to LeBron James. It, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty good for him. KCP should help. I mean, it, it's gonna be if he plays like he did last year, then you have to start thinking, oh, maybe this isn't the guy that we thought we drafted. Right. And I, I have hope. I, there's something there, and it's hard to put my finger on exactly what it is, but there's a flash here and there. I think one of the issues I noticed, uh, he would start out so slow in these games and like just tentative and scared looking, and you're like, oh, this is not for him. And then all of a sudden, in the second quarter, he'd break out a move, and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? And I think that's what we've been waiting for, for him to learn. And that's the experience, right? He came in as a very young rookie. And then as you learn experience, you learn how to prepare better, then you know how to be on right from the beginning of the game. Uh, and I believe, yeah, he should be starting at small forward, right? Yeah, I can't imagine they're bringing him off the bench. So, yeah, I mean, I certainly hope not. I hope that Dang doesn't start or anything like that. That would be a nightmare uh, for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would be a nightmare for everyone. I can imagine, like, L.A., just in general, just it's one big nightmare. Yeah, so we'll have to find out. But either way, keep your eye uh, on Brandon Ingram. And then just to do a recap really quickly of the players that we are spotlighting or we spotlight today, Rodney Hood, D'Angelo Russell, Davis Bertans, uh, Gary Harris, Ben McLemore, Dwayne Dedman, and Brandon Ingram. Those are our seven fantasy sleepers. I think it's a really great list. Yeah, I think so. But feel free to uh, jump into our Twitter mentions and tell us how stupid we are. I believe it's Uh, called Slide. Slide. No, that's DM. I think you I think you slide into DMs and you jump into mentions, right? Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that. yeah. I'm not a millennial, so I don't I don't know all the terms. But uh, you're not. Um, no, no, man. I'm 36. You, I think I just miss it. Yeah, he's probably pretty close because you. Everything else about you is millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not sure how to take that. Um, yeah, but feel free to tell us how dumb we are. Um, <laughs> although I think it's a pretty good list. I think it's a pretty good list. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, this is a pretty good podcast. I think we got in and we got out, and it's very efficient. Um, this is one of our more efficient podcasts. So uh, great stuff. Anything else you need to report uh, before we, you go on your long trip? Uh, no. No, it's going to be it's gonna be a pretty fun trip. I'll be posting updates uh, occasionally. So uh, anybody who's um, – out west and north, I guess. So uh, Utah, Idaho, Montana, Canada, like Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, Oregon. Okay. You know, if, if, you, if I'm if I'm coming through your hood, give me a holler. Well, and if you're part of the law enforcement in any of those communities, uh, just know that this weird guy driving a van uh, is is harmless. And he's, yes, uh, full of dogs. Full of dogs, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so you don't have to worry about that. So either way, Dave, great show. Thanks for coming on. And uh, don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, we're a conversation. You win. Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am. 